Welcome to Your Inner Power, where we create a space to discuss on how to break free from your past and empower yourself to create the reality you want. My name is TJ. And my name is Krish. We are excited to share the lessons we have learned, and we want to help you facilitate your growth on your journey of realizing your hidden potential. Hi guys, welcome to episode four of Your Inner Power. One, two, three, four, we're here. (laughs) We're going to be talking about belief today belief systems, limiting beliefs, things like that. So our first question is, what are some limiting beliefs you have or have had? So like being on spot, I think the first thing that comes in my mind is just shyness. Thinking that like Mm -hmm. as a kid, I was identical, like people labeled me as a shy kid, a kid who didn't talk. So throughout like middle school, high school, I just was silent all the time reinforces itself yeah and yeah I, I just kept on being that i was like that mm-hmm. kid everyone knew everyone believed i was shy and that in two made myself yes. believe i was shy i think a lot of people get their sense of identity from mm-hmm. others what they tell them i mean that's just natural usually unless people are really like thinking about yeah. know, identifying how they're being affected by others opinions but like to get over like to find your limiting belief in the first place is to take time aside so when the pandemic hit, that was a plenty. That was plenty full of time like, uh-huh. to just be with yourself, and like it could be us. like bad, it could be good, but mm-hmm. that time is used for reflecting and finding and building on your limiting. I beliefs. mean, even if it's bad, like for example, I had a bad time in lockdown, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's just in it in that temporary time, it was bad, but it was it gave me growth. So I. It's hard to label things good or bad. Um, you you got to be grateful for those uh, those down moments. Um, and I think when you're alone, because like during lockdown, for example, we were talking about how other people give you your sense of identity. During that time, you're very much alone with yourself for a lot of the time. Um, unless you were like me, I kind of was a, a video gamer on the PC, on Discord all the time. So I still kind of had a little bit of that uh, yeah. friend reinforcement. But then um, a little bit into lockdown, I actually cut off everyone. Uh, I was I. It was actually because I believed they hated me. I believed everyone hated me for another like mm. a belief there, um, and so I pretty much cut off everyone because I was like they don't want to talk to me. And then and then people stopped like reinforcing who I thought I was again because I stopped talking to people. So I think a big part of eliminating those limiting beliefs is. Uh, getting rid of that false sense of self that everyone else kind of forces on you and forces you to comply with. Yeah. I I was thinking the other day, like directly connecting with that, everything from the external reciprocates to the internal. So how your environment treats you, that like same type of energy gets yeah. reciprocating to you. And vice versa. Like yeah. internal creates external. So it's, it's this cycle that like you have total control over the internal side mm-hmm. and you can right. slightly change the external side, but it's important to focus on yourself first in order to change things around you. I mean, I think it's less about changing the external and more about changing your reaction to the external, Seeing, which yeah. in turn creates another internal change. Because um, you don't have to change the external. If you're in a situation where there's nothing to be done, don't, you know break your legs trying to change it just change your reaction to said problem um yeah it's your reaction 
your viewpoint, your perspective, your perception on it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of words to say, but like just changing your mindset on it, basically. One thing I think is that we talked about fear uh, two episodes ago, I think. Um, I think faith is like the opposite of fear in a way, because fear is the anticipation of something not going your way. And then faith is the anticipation of something going your way. There, It's like direct counterpart, I think. What do you think? Yeah, because fear is holding you down. And faith mm-hmm. is like... It's lifting like, you. It's like you got to take that risk. Mm-hmm. You got to go fucking do that. It's like... I think faith is almost like positive, irrational belief. Whereas fear is negative, irrational belief. Because uh, both kind of kind of kind of try to predict the future um fear in the negative light and faith in the positive light so it's important to replace your fear with faith um and i think a big part of that is uh like developing some like contextual philosophy that's what i'll call it in your life like for me i have like certain philosophies or mindsets or ways of seeing the world that kind of are the foundation and the support system of everything I do and that kind of helps create and create the faith because it's important you don't like force faith you can't force it it has to be genuine and so I find that genuine through that genuinity through like uh, ways to look at the world what what are some ways like just for example any anything well I'm I'm the kind of person to believe um, that, you know, I'd say I'm, I'm very spiritual in a way where I believe you have the power to overcome anything. Um, I literally believe that through, through internal, like you alone, I guess not like anything, but I mean like if let's say you have an internal problem, I believe it can be overcome. A lot of people, they place labels of mental illness and they say I am this way, and that's that's it. But I do believe um, you can overcome it through, I guess, your conscious will. People yeah. even go as far to say, like you know, Joey Joe Dispenza, Dispenza is that his name? Yeah. With the power, what was, what was the book? Power you are the placebo. Oh no, you. Yes. Yeah. The you are the placebo, and he literally believes you can heal your anatomy with belief. Yeah. I've never experienced something like that. I'm open to that kind of belief. But those are the kinds of things, those belief systems that uh, create faith and create optimism. And then that optimism is self-fulfilling. I think a lot of things are self-fulfilling. Like beliefs? Um, like if you believe something will go well, it is more likely to go well. Because you are you have kind of released attachment to it. I think that's more the mechanic behind faith is the release of attachment and thereby um you let go and i think that's what a lot of like eastern philosophy points to is letting go and then christianity talks about faith which is um like the the avenue to letting go i think they're all kind of talking about the same thing there where it's a release of expectation um so it's it's like you're saying the art of not giving a fuck is that the book no 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 no. it's your it's your saying it's the art of not trying yeah, yeah. No, yeah. an art of no, like, effort. Uh, it's uh, the Wu Wei, the effortless action kind of thing. And the way you make it effortless is you believe it will go. Yeah. Um, so no matter what happens, it's mm-hmm. just, it's, that's just the only outcome. 
so if you believe the opposite then if you believe things will go not well then you won't try for example let's say i have a dream to be a professional bowler and i'm like that's not possible then i don't try it doesn't happen whereas if i believed it would happen i would continue to try and i think that faith itself would carry me there and faith like do you think confidence is directly correlated with faith um not necessarily i'm not sort of not like you know, confidence in social settings, like personal confidence, like oh, knowing, like this faith, this belief is yes, going to be that way. Because I think uh, people who are depressed, they have very low confidence in their ability to do things and how their life's going to go. And so they don't have faith. So with faith, like, I guess you need that vision. You need, you need to build a vision in order to yes. like, trust you need that to you believe can... in that vision. Yeah. And then you have to be, um, not have to be, but mm-hmm. it's it's good to be content because mm-hmm. that shows like you fully understand. That and it's a, okay. a big part of that is completely trusting in yourself, and again, not listening to others. Because a lot of people they have their own limiting belief yeah. systems, and they're gonna oppress that on you, um, bring you down. It again that silence that um really listening to your you know inner self and just committing to your own um belief systems. Um, I think it's important. So I have a question. What? Where do you think beliefs come from? Beliefs? Do, do they come from you? Like? Or do they always start off somewhere else? And they I get think when we're down? little, our, we're very much imprinted by society to have certain beliefs. Like, my parents are Christian, so I grew up Christian. And I full-heartedly believed that for mm-hmm. probably till I was like, 13 and then i was like yeah this is a little weird so i think uh, as we get older our consciousness kind of expands a little bit and we kind of take in everything else and some people still stick with their original cultural imprint Mm -hmm. um i think what happens to change beliefs is when you go through a really rough patch in your life and you see all like i think the big nail in the coffin for me of being christian was when i was depressed and i was like I was like, okay, why is this happening? I thought I chose the right religion. And so since everything went to shit, I was like, my belief system surely must have been, you know, not enough for me. Um, Mm. So I think going through big changes in life creates that uh, momentum for you to go out there and figure out new things. Mm. Did you grow up religious? Yeah, I, (laughs) it's, it was funny because um me and my brothers didn't like really accept it but except what like going like we since like this is how our parents taught us religion they took us to no um jane jane yeah what is that uh it's it's more stricter version of hinduism what's it about do you could you say i i could say that five years ago whenever i was (laughs) attending the classes at the temple but since then like we were so, my brothers were like against it. We didn't want to go. We just put it in a negative light. But uh-huh. as like we stopped going there, I realized that religion is really like every religion mm-hmm. has its like right points. Like every religion yeah. is true in a way. So like for me, there was this interesting like kind of graph way for me when it comes to religion where it's like, so I start off in my life super into it, super like it. And then I hit this nihilistic, depressive stage where I was like, nothing matters. God isn't real. 
and then you come up and then you kind of religion grows back on you you know you mm. have like a new appreciation for these like morals that they have we're like you know like things like don't drink like don't have a bunch of sex like when you're a teenager that doesn't make sense it's just like oh they're being prude and it's old and it's just conservative but no like you come out of that depressive stage and you're like wait they said this shit for a reason and it was because you just completely fly off the rails when you start in heavily indulging mm. and i think like i have a new respect for religion because it's a very strict way to get lots of people um to act righteously without them actually having to go through turmoil to develop their own beliefs to do such a thing which i think that comes with a lot of maturity like personally from us like um we're mature i think because religion isn't forcing us to act this way whereas certain people need religion to be righteous there it's kind of like a crutch for them yeah you don't want to i guess you don't want to sit on someone else's beliefs like right like a religion it's not someone else's it could be some it could be like i don't know how religion started in a way for every religion but it's something that got influenced onto you and really for when i say external reciprocates internal internal reciprocates external you have more control over the internal aspects you have more Mm -hmm. control over your internal beliefs so if you want to start somewhere and ground yourself with your beliefs start in the internal rather Mm -hmm. than like just you know trusting this influence this religion Mm -hmm. i also would say that you can't force religion on yourself just like how your parents tried um like you may be hearing this and you're like oh let me go pick up a new religion real quick and it's like if it's not a genuine thing that really inspires you and you connect with it's not going to work for you you need to like you can't trick yourself into believing jesus christ is the savior you have to really believe that for it to do anything for you so from the books i was reading and um from like videos i've seen online i i I have read the book um, "You Are a Badass." It's a funny name, but it's, <laughs> it, the context inside is actually very powerful. So when it talks about the ego, it refers to it as the BS, or as you can say, okay. bullshit. Because the ego has limited beliefs, your subconscious mm-hmm. beliefs, and those are limited beliefs. And most of your limited beliefs, you unconsciously have, unconsciously have, are fear based. Yes. So. I think ego is like completely restricted to personal experience and it can't see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So the ego acts as something that blocks you from like trying new experiences. It's your whole perception on the, it's, it's your limited belief perception mm-hmm. on the world. You know, like you say, I can't do this. Oh, I suck. I am not worthy enough for this. Oh, I can't go up to this group of people. Mm-hmm. Like small things like that really reflect your limited beliefs, which are all fear based. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can re- recognize, like, all your fear-based mm-hmm. beliefs whenever you come through experiences where you, like, I, yeah. like use them, right? Fear points to a limiting belief, I believe. Yeah. So, to change that, you need to literally sit down or, you know, have a conversation with yourself and figure out how can you overcome that. And that's through, that takes time, obviously, but that's a stepping point. Mm-hmm. And this, this like change, the changes that you have to make to grow, mm-hmm. they, they seem like it, it could be scary to you. But when it's like something's like when you feel afraid, 
to like take a risk that means you're doing something right like you're going the right direction because you're overcoming what you previously think is scary Mm -hmm. so like you become comfortable with being uncomfortable and taking risks i think uh, a fear represents an unintegrated aspect of your personality this is like a carl jung concept where um you need to you know take those fears and kind of uh because they're repressed in a way and if you if you have large portions of yourself repressed you're never gonna be able to like fully find your true self in a way or complete and become whole anytime you have fear um you're kind of limiting yourself another thing is that um if you want to figure out what this fear is from you kind of have to dig down some layers um because at the surface level you say i can't do this um or um like above that that base root of fear there is excuses there is procrastination there is like rationality going on in your ego for why you can't do such a thing um and you'll convince yourself of it let's say um you're like oh i don't do relationships i hate relationships you're really just fearful of them because of past experience um let's say you are um putting off something you need to do um you're just like oh i'm too busy well you do have free time you're just almost unconsciously creating more busyness you're you're uh kind of avoiding it on purpose but not on purpose it's more like you're unconsciously being moved by fear in that direction when it's really like fear of failure fear of um fear of feeling like stressed repressed Mm -hmm. fear of like emotions sensations just fear of like thoughts i guess you're fearful Mm -hmm. of like being mm-hmm. scared <laughs> your your limiting beliefs are always going to be uh found in the the base of fear and you got a journal you got to dissect your past to kind of um realize it i've also um i read letting go by david hawkins i believe and he talked about um this kind of meditative practice where you sit down um you try to summon up all that energy of fear within you and you sit with it and you try to consciously let it go. Like it's a real practice that you choose and you like feel it. You try to feel that fear like within you. Identify where it's coming from and try to consciously let go of it. Say like, oh, I've, I've let go of this, you know. Um, you can do that with a lot of different emotions. He talks about it in his book. Um, I'd recommend it if you really, because people think emotion, a lot of people think emotions are energy based. I'm, I don't know where I stand on the whole um, like metaphysics of like energy field and how your emotions are like, it's super, super spiritual concepts. Um, but regardless if it's real or not, I think the placebo effect is super powerful. Um, so either way, if you think it's going to work, it's going to work. I think that. Um, I would try that if you struggle with that. Also, just straight up confronting the issue. Um, just doing what you fear. I mean, we talked about all this stuff in the fear episode. So I get, I will move on from that because we've talked about those things. Um, what do you think about echo chambers? 
like how when people like influence the same thing like they what do you mean echo chambers like you mean like people talking about the same thing or thinking of the same thing believing the same way of things pretty much and they get caught in a loop i'd Mm -hmm. say uh this is common on social media and your feed yeah your community could you go more specific into like that um it's like let's say i'm a huge republican and so i like all republican posts or trump posts and then my whole feed is republicans and trump posts and all republicans you know saying how cool trump is and then now i'm totally convinced uh, trump is a great person and there's all these people who agree with me so how could i be wrong it's kind of like you're uh, you get involved in a community and that community reinforces that belief mm-hmm. and it's like a circle. So that is actually, it's not, it's not even an echo chamber. I, I just consider it as a trap at this point. Like mm-hmm. you find yourself like getting the same, like imagine you could, someone else, you, you, okay, let's imagine two friends. They believe the same thing. They, let's say they hate baseball. So they talk so bad <laughs> about people who play sports and they say it's a waste of time but in reality that one other friend could potentially like baseball but this whole time he was so like he was caught up with his other friend Mm -hmm. just talking mad like trash about baseball maybe he had a potential lucrative baseball career yeah or maybe he could have been a good baseball fan but you know he may he may have actually liked baseball yeah but he's limiting himself with this with this um what's it called uh, group think? Yeah. Group think, that's the word. Yeah, it's in the echo chambers. Group think, it's a trap. Mm-hmm. It, it's also like paradigm. Like everyone's uh, so caught up in how other people yeah. think. You gotta be comfortable with like thinking or like hearing something that makes you feel uncomfortable. That's true. Or you're gonna stay with a closed mind. One thing is, another thing, um, I don't know who talked I think I've read books, uh, Carl Jung and David Hawkins also talked about this concept where um, in therapy, right, um, you have to realize that the therapists themselves are their own person and they're going to push their their own beliefs onto you while helping you. And so like, because like I said earlier, I I believe you could consciously choose to um, let go of certain emotions and the more you try to fight them, the more you kind of egg them on. But that's not really with the paradigm of today. So a therapist might tell you, um, oh, we have to do some exposure therapy and talk about it for 90 hours. When in like in David Hawkins book, he says, um, you know, the best way to do it is to just, you know, let go of it, drop it completely. Alan Walsh also talks about that where it's the more you try to fight something, the more you reinforce it's a problem mm-hmm. when you could just drop it completely, I think. You, and you need to take on that mindset. And a lot of and a lot of people who are rational, who are who are thinking with the ego mind, are thinking of things uh, in like causality and uh, literalness, and so they see the the emotion as like a a tangible thing that needs to be fought. When it's all really in the mind, it's all it's in the head that it, and it can be dropped. Um, and so it's important you develop your own beliefs about things. Um, I'd say it doesn't matter to be right or wrong. I think it, whatever best, you know, helps you is going to be the best thing for you, I think. And that's true to an extent. Mm-hmm. That could be selfish. Yeah, I mean, 
because right now you can like say because since like you probably you could i'm not judging you but you could probably think this way of things is how i solve this issue so let me go ahead and start doing this to solve the issue let's say like it's medication you see mm-hmm. your mom taking medication to solve her problems she's doing way much better but mm-hmm. now you think that's that's the best solution but there's so many other solutions out there mm-hmm. and you need to get out of like the space where you think everything is right and mm-hmm. try new things to help you solve that issue i think i kind of struggle with that i find myself in a lot of echo chambers on uh, youtube or even just books because uh you're into one genre one type of like like i read a lot of eastern philosophy and i love and then when i read more eastern philosophy i love it more and then i pick up more about eastern philosophy and then it reinforces mm-hmm. my uh, whole conception about it and so i've been trying to look a little bit more into like um like uh like i've been watching andrew huberman more it's very sciencey it's very biology based um and I, I think i find a lot of value from it so i've been trying to kind of expand it um i think it's bad to just stick to one thing it makes you less flexible and i think so one reason i love buddhism is it teaches nothing the whole point of buddhism is to kind of wipe your mind of like any conception of anything and so that includes all those limiting beliefs all those those concepts and belief systems you've built up a lot of it is just you're not even filling it with new ones you're just completely erasing what you think you know because that's what the ego does it thinks it knows a lot of things and that goes with you know paradigm and how people think um so if you have a negative belief system i wouldn't say go straight into just trying to replace it with positive things just um Try to consciously be aware of those beliefs and drop them. That sounds vague. Drop them. But, um... There should be... Yeah. There should not... It should be simple as that word. You know, there's not... Mm-hmm. People would disagree with me. People um might say, you know, there are some real neurological links in the brain that make you act this way, which is true. But, you know... That just having a thought reinforces that feeling. Alright guys, thank you for listening to uh, episode 4. Thank you for being here and getting to the end. We appreciate it. See you guys on episode 5.